You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production. It's not an uncommon situation in an Australian school. Ellie Dickinson, an events manager, found her feet and made friends while playing sport. What is also common is that Ellie was good at the subjects she liked, but not so great at the ones she didn't. In this episode, Ellie explains how she initially followed her sporting interest into university study, but a significant accident while on holiday in Southeast Asia forced Ellie to reassess what she wanted out of a career. Ellie Dickinson, thank you very much for sitting down and having a chat. Let's go back to Genazano. Were you a happier student back then? Jen, it feels like a while ago now, but it probably wasn't that long. I really enjoyed school. I kind of found my niche in sport and I thought that that was the easiest way to connect with people and make friends. Yeah, I really threw myself into the sporting community there. What sort of sports were you doing? I did everything. There was about nine of us that did all of the sports. My main go-to was uh, netball and basketball. I'm um, six foot tall, so <laughs> makes sense. So quite a valuable player then? I think I valued it more than they valued me. <laughs> so that was your way to connect with people then, was it? And build your, your friendship circle while at high school? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it gave me an outlet. I think sport is great to build friends, work together. You've also got a common goal. And yeah, that's really where I found myself. What about in terms of the academic side of your study? Did you excel there as well? I was good at what I enjoyed doing and things that I didn't enjoy doing, I didn't do very well at. I loved science, physical education and anything health related. So I really loved those studies. Maths really challenged me as well. Was it evident to you in the early days of your high school or your educational journey on what you wanted to do at the end of it? Was there a career path for you? Yeah, there was. Yeah. I always thought that I would be a physio. I always loved sports, so I wanted to work in a sporting environment growing up. And I thought physio was probably the best way to do that. Being an active kid, I always really thought that that was interesting. I loved the human body and anatomy and physiology. So that was kind of where I always saw myself going. I think as I kind of neared the end of my schooling towards year 10, year 11 and 12, I kind of strayed from that a bit. I mean, in year 10, I went and did work experience at a physio clinic, which I at the time really enjoyed. And I thought that was interesting. Um, But then in year 11 and 12, I kind of became a little bit lost on where I wanted to go. I knew that the end to school was really high. It was going to be a real challenge for me to get into it. Um, And I also just kind of lost my focus towards the later years of high school as to whether that was really where my passion was. Um, But nonetheless, I still continued to try and aim to get into physio after, after high school. That lack of or loss of focus, where do you think that came from? As a person, I think that I'm um, pretty indecisive. I'm a bit all over the place, to be honest, and always have been. I'm so curious. I always wanted to um, know what everyone did and everyone does and kind of spread my focus really wide and far. Um, And so I think that's probably part of the reason in year 11 and 12, it just felt so final. You know, I had to make a decision that at 18, what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I probably wasn't ready to commit to that at that point. So there was no one there helping you along the journey. You didn't have a, someone within the school who was giving a bit of mentoring, a bit of career advice for you to um, ask questions of you to sort of refine down what you actually wanted to do. Was there anyone in place that was helping there? 
Yeah, we did. So we had a career counsellor at school. Um, she was lovely. And then I also saw one independently as well. Um, I thought that that was really key in trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, it, look, that was a really helpful experience, just talking to someone about what the different options are and also what the different options would look like if I couldn't get into the course that I wanted to do. Um, so I found that quite comforting. My family were also incredibly supportive. I think mum and dad always... Um, you know, instilled in me that whatever happens at the end of year 12, it doesn't really, you know, we'll find a way to get there. Whatever it is you want to do, we'll, we'll, you'll get there eventually. Don't put too much stress on yourself um, in these last couple of years of school. So I think that was really comforting too. So leading into university then, there was this feeling with inside you that yes, you're going somewhere where there is a potential outcome, i.e. a career for you, but you still weren't comfortable within yourself that that was the right choice for you. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Yeah. So what happened moving into university then? Did you do it with confidence? In year 12, you know, I took that very seriously. I also had a lot of fun along the way. I ended up (laughs) getting my enter school and my top preference from memory was physio um, at a couple of different universities. I wasn't really prepared at the time to move interstate so I wanted to stay in Victoria. Unfortunately I didn't get the enter score I needed to get into physio so the next one on my preference list that had the highest enter score to get into was exercise sports science and so that's what I decided to go with. I thought that because it had the highest enter score, it meant that it would be the most challenging course and therefore the most appropriate for me. Yeah, first year out of school, I decided to study exercise sports science at Deakin. Did you like it? Again, I really liked the teamwork side of things. We worked a lot in projects and in labs with exercise sports science. So the first year was really the fundamentals and then we moved into lab work which and group projects, which I really enjoyed. But I knew very early on that that wasn't going to lead me to anything that I wanted to do post-university. How did you come to that conclusion? Because that's a really interesting point for our listeners. We spoke in the first year or the first six months of that course about what you could do at the end. And at the end of the course, all of the options meant more study, pretty much narrowing down a focus into an allied health profession. And I just didn't see any of those options as really grabbing at the time. So I just felt that because I'd started this course, I needed to finish it. I found that a lot of my friends from school and that I'd met along the way, everyone was at university. So I felt like I had to be there as well. And I had to get a degree at the time. So I actually finished exercise sports science in the end. When I was studying in my second year, I actually did go and travel overseas. I went to Thailand and Laos and I had an accident overseas and I broke my both my legs. So I kind of came back and had to do a lot of rehab for about 12 months. And I think from that point, I just thought this can't be it. I don't want to finish my degree, end up going, you know, going straight into the workforce. I need to go out there and experience something different. Um, So my partner and I, we decided to take a year off and travel. And in that experience, that year away, which must have been just simply amazing, what did you learn about yourself? I think I learned independence, how to 
be on my own, navigate difficult situations when you're in countries where they speak foreign languages or there's cultural differences. I think you learn a lot about yourself and your ability to adapt to challenging environments. And I also think you learn a lot about other people and which kind of helps you reflect on yourself as well when you hear about other people's stories and their work and their experience that kind of shone a light on me and you know what I wanted to do as well. When you travel and you're in hostels and you're meeting people every day and you're in different locations I think you know you get to see a lot of the world you get to see people who might be working in the hostel remotely from their laptop but they've you know still managing to hold a full-time or a part-time job. You might meet people from local rural communities and you see the way that they end up working in the family farm and they don't have a lot of options or opportunities in remote communities. I think that kind of teaches you about yourself that we have so much choice where we are here and really your opportunities are endless. I think you've just kind of got to put yourself out of your comfort zone, try something new, and if it doesn't work, then that's okay too. You learn something in every experience. What's your advice for students listening who are in that position where they don't know where they want to go? Do they commit to long-term study then straight into a career or would you suggest that they do their study or perhaps just go and travel or can you offer any insights based on your experience? You've got to make your own decisions and choices based on what feels right for you. But I felt the pressure to go to university because that was the next the next tick box for me. And I really wish I didn't make that decision. I think I should have probably, in hindsight, explored things a little bit more, met new people, tried new things, worked different jobs, and then made a decision on what I wanted to commit to. Challenge yourself, you know, if it doesn't feel right, if you're not committed to a course, if you don't know what the end goal of something is, but you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, maybe take a step back and give yourself some time. There's no rush to it. You kind of figure it out along the way. All right, so you've lobbed back at Tullamarine with dirty hair, clothes and jet lag. What do you do next? I was pretty lost. I knew that I wasn't going to use my exercise science degree. I wasn't really interested in pursuing further study. I felt like at the time I didn't have many career options. So I sat down with mum and dad and they just said, well, you need to go and meet people. You need to go out there and explore what jobs are available to you to figure out what you really want to do. I knew what I was passionate about. I was passionate about sport and health and that was kind of about it. I didn't really know what that was going to do in terms of a career. I just didn't, I knew that I didn't want to work in allied health or go back to study. So they introduced, well, one of my family friends, they said, you know, we really recommend you sit down with him. Um, He's had an amazing career in something totally different in engineering. I sat down with Paul and kind of explained to him how lost I was. So he just said to me, from here, from this point, what you are going to do is I'm going to give you a name of someone and you're going to organise a coffee with them. And that's what I did. And from that coffee, you need to get one more name and one more phone number and organise another coffee until you find out something that you want to do along the way. So it was actually one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given. I came home and I worked back as a gym manager and casual jobs along the way. But Throughout that time, I also just sat down for coffees and learnt about what other people did as professions to try and figure out my own. Um, And that's how I landed my next job. At a guess, 
How many coffees did you have? Oh, so many. Um, so many coffees and so many phone calls. I would say coffees and phone calls, I'd say at least 20 um, with people that I didn't know. They all taught me something different, so I highly recommend. The sorts of people you were sitting down with, where did they come from? What sort of industries, what sort of success achievements had they had? It was very varied. I worked with pe- people in commercial roles, admin roles, engineering, events, sporting organisations. It was really an eclectic group of people. I know you said it was scary, but having gone through the process, once you pick up the phone, you make that connection with that new person. Is it safe to say that most people are willing to give you the time of day? Oh, 99 out of 100. Everyone's been in that position. Everyone knows that how awkward it is to find your first role or figure out what you want to do and what you want to be. Everyone was incredible. And although they didn't really... I didn't even know what I was asking them to do, but all I was asking them to do was kind of tell their story on how they ended up where they did and it helped me kind of figure things out along the way. Yeah. Ellie, stay right where you are because in our next episode, we're going to talk about the results of those coffees you had, which is, of course, your career. Ellie proves that there will always be other options for a career pathway, even if you don't get it right the first time, and that asking others for advice and guidance is a great way to identify what it is that you're meant to be doing. In our next episode, Ellie discusses her career and how she ended up an unplanned business owner. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.